0: GLC presents. Brought to you by the donations of our faithful partners. Have you ever been betrayed by a friend? Have you ever known that feeling of shock, dismay, anger, puzzlement, just. What happened? What happened? We were friends. Why would they do this? We're going to study someone in the Bible that had that happen to them today. It's one of the deepest hurts you can feel. Why? Because when you've been betrayed by a friend, you've had a relationship with a friend. You've trusted them, confided in them, uh, walked along beside them, thought you knew them, thought you knew what they were like, what they would do, maybe even tried to help them a lot, made sacrifices to help them, maybe did everything you could to help them, and then they turned on you. It's a sad thing. It's a very hard thing, but it can happen to anyone at any age. Look at these pictures that I have for you. There's a man betrayed, devastated. There's a young woman betrayed, doesn't know what to do. An old woman. That might be the hardest when you've lived a lot of years and you're like this woman. How could this have happened? But it can happen to a young man. Look at him. He's been betrayed. It can happen to children. This is a young child. So where does betrayal occur? Where you live where you work, where you walk, who you know. It can happen in your marriage. It can happen in your job. In fact, that can happen a lot because people don't care who they step over to get to where they're going, and they might use you for a while and then at the right moment ditch you. That's a story throughout the Bible, and this one particular story is really sad. What's the background on it, and who am I talking about? I'm talking about a man named Ahithophel. Isn't that an interesting name, Ahithophel? Sounds like a sneeze, doesn't it? But it's not Ahithophel. He was the trusted advisor of King David. He was an older gentleman, had a lot of wisdom, and he uh, made a really bad mistake. He betrayed David. What was Ahithophel like? Well, look at this scripture. In uh, the Message Bible, it says, The counsel that Ahithophel gave in those days was treated as if God himself had spoken. That was the reputation of Ahithophel's counsel to David, and then when he betrayed David, it was the same counsel he had with Absalom, David's son. Absalom was a mess. David never corrected his children. David did a lot of wonderful things. We wouldn't have the Psalms without King David. We wouldn't know how to have intimacy with God without the beautiful words of the Psalms. So David was a mighty warrior. He did great things. He defeated God's enemies. He was a man after God's own heart. But he made a serious mistake with Bathsheba, had an affair with her. She got pregnant, and he had these children. And he did not discipline his children, maybe because he felt guilty over what he had done. I don't know. But Absalom was very handsome, and Absalom had rebellion. The Bible says in Proverbs, rebellion is bound up in the heart of a child, and you have to discipline it out of them. So if you don't discipline your children while they're young, they'll break your heart when they're old. In Proverbs, you get wisdom for raising children. There's 31 chapters of Proverbs. There's 31 days of the month. Whatever the day of the month is, you read that proverb, that chapter of Proverbs. You'll get wisdom in how to raise your children. You'll get a lot of wisdom for your whole life. a lot of common sense because god is so wise and david did not pay attention to what god taught in this one area and it brought him so much heartache absalom wanted to be the king now solomon was chosen by god to be the king that was the next king absalom wanted to be the king i'm going to do it and he came up with a plan he was a schemer He was a conniver besides being rebellious. He was deceitful. And the Bible says uh, whenever any Adam, Absalom would go and sit by the gate and when people would come in to bring their request to the king and the king's people, Absalom would say, well, tell me about it. Oh, well, if I were a judge and if I were in charge, I would certainly help you. And when the person would bow low before Absalom, he'd reach out, take his hand, kiss it, say, oh, no, you're my friend. And so the Bible says he stole the hearts of the people away from David. That's betrayal too, betrayal by your child. How bitter that must be. Who was Ahithophel? He was from an area called Gilo. And uh, he was one of David's most intimate and trusted friends. Now, why did David trust him so much? Because he was so wise. Because when he spoke, it sounded like God speaking. You can be like that. People can be like that. Really speak for God, really be wise. And even their hearts can be turned away from the truth and from what's right. You just have to always have discernment going on. Why did Ahithophel depart from David? You'd be very surprised to know. I did not know until I read some background study on this, and I was shocked, and I thought, nobody's ever preached this in a sermon. Why don't you ever hear about this? This is, changes everything. What am I talking about? Well, Ahithophel had a son named Eliam, and Eliam had a daughter named Bathsheba. Didn't you kind of think, or at least I did, Then you kind of think, wonder how you ever knew about Bathsheba. Was she just some beautiful woman walking around and he just happened to see her one night when she was taking a bath? No. She was his most trusted advisor's granddaughter and one of his mighty men's daughter. So she was not a stranger. She she was somebody that was seen around the palace or had been. He had seen her. It wasn't a strange occurrence. And the chapters leading up to these chapters that I'm reading you and teaching you today from 2 Samuel 15 and 16, uh, the chapters before that's David's affair with Bathsheba. And that's probably what made Ahithophel leave David and go with Absalom. Bitterness or disgust or anger just like you've messed our family up so much and I admired you so much, I trusted you, I honored you, I helped you, and look what you've done. But Ahithophel betrayed David. See what doing the wrong thing brings about. See how sin causes so many problems. Ahithophel went over on the side of Absalom And when David found out about it, he was brokenhearted. You remember, David repented about Bathsheba, and God forgave him. He did have some seeds to sow from it. You always do. But God had forgiven him, and he was walking with God again. And yet his enemies were coming after him right and left, trying to destroy him, trying to take the kingdom. And one of them was his own son. And David loved that boy. He loved Ahithophel. They'd been through so much together. But Ahithophel went on the side of Absalom, the enemy to God's work, to God's plan. Here he was a man that spoke, and it sounded like God himself talking. That means he listened to God and he had wisdom. But he didn't this time. He went The way of Absalom, not God's way, and sure caused a problem. It really caused the camp to break up. And it cost Ahithophel his life, actually, if you get into it. So we're going to get into all of that. We're going to talk about what went wrong and what do you do about it when it happens to you. You know, this betrayal was increasing behind David's back. He really didn't know it was going on, and it was increasing and increasing, getting bigger and bigger. And uh, if you look at this scripture, two Samuel fifteen twelve, that's flashing up on the screen, it says, "While Absalom was offering sacrifices, he also sent for Ahithophel, the Galanite, David's counselor, to come from Gilo, his hometown." And so the conspiracy gained strength and Absalom's following kept on increasing. The pressure on David's life and kingdom was intense. And when he was told, your friend has betrayed you, wiped him out. It says in 2 Samuel 15, 13, and then in verse 30, a messenger came and told David, the hearts of the people of Israel are with Absalom. And David had to leave. They said, you've got to get out of here. Gonna, there's no telling. They could try to kill you. They could, you need to get where it's safe. And so David and his people that were with him left, devastated, devastated. It says the whole countryside wept aloud as all the people passed by going with David. You think about the sound of that. The whole countryside wept aloud. But David continued up to the Mount of Olives, weeping as he went, brokenhearted, betrayed, betrayed by a friend, his trusted friend, betrayed by his son. His head was covered, and he went barefoot. And all the people with him covered their heads too, and they were weeping. It was one of the saddest days in the life of Israel. Such a sad thing. Here's another verse that it talks about it, 2 Samuel fifteen thirty one. Now David had been told Ahithophel is among the conspirators with Absalom. So he's betrayed by two people that are close to him and then they're in cahoots together. Devastation. Oh my, oh my. Just a really bad day for David. Have you ever been through anything like that? I have. Shocked. Just shocked. Couldn't get over it. The person that I thought was my friend, the person that I thought I was helping her, she was helping me, we were working together, all that time behind my back, really bad things were being done. Horrifying things were being done. I had no idea because the friend smiled, said all the things she thought I wanted to hear. I had no idea it was going on. Sometimes when betrayal occurs and you look back later and say, why didn't I pick up on that? Because it was hidden. And there's no way you could know till God brought it to light. So why is it so bad when this happens to you? What does it feel like? You feel almost disillusionment, don't you? You trusted that person and you felt safe with them and you were open. And you, if you're not careful, the betrayal can hurt so much, you say, I'll never trust anybody again. I will never. You know what that is? That is making an a, a inner vow that will hurt you. It doesn't help you to say that because there are people who can be trusted. They can be trusted to the very bone. They will stand by you no matter what, just like you'll stand by them no matter what. And you have to be able to trust people. You can't live in this world by yourself. You can't, no man is an island. That's what John Donne said. You, there's, you have to trust people. You just have to learn that sometimes people can fool you and you have to get wisdom from it and what happened and what you learned. But you cannot get anything done by yourself and so you're going to have to be able to trust people. You can ask God, Can I trust this person, Lord? Let me know. What's another thing that's so bad about this happening to you? You need places to have people to talk to. You need to be able to be free with people and open with them and share your secrets and your plans and your dreams. You need to be able to do that. We all need to be able to do that. I'll tell you another thing you don't have all the wisdom in the world. None of us do. You've got to look for wise people who can advise you. The Bible says there's wisdom in a multitude of counselors. Remember, Ahithophel was a counselor? But God says there's wisdom in it. Nathan the prophet, who was David's prophet, was his counselor. He was totally trustworthy. In fact, when David messed up with Bathsheba, he just came in and told him the story about the sheep that, and how God knew what he was doing. That's a good friend. But you just thought that they felt the same way about you and they were going to be as loyal to you as you were going to be to them. When this happened to me, I was wiped out. I'll just be honest with you, wiped me out for weeks. It's not like I got over it one day and went, well, praise God, that's over. No, I couldn't quit thinking about it. And then I'd find out more and more things as they came to light, and I'd be shocked all over again. And I really did want to say, I'm not helping anybody. And God, who is so faithful to us, did an amazing thing for me in that situation. You never know when God's going to step in and do something to help you in a situation like that. What did God do for me? I was sitting at my kitchen table, and I was so disillusioned, so hurt, so devastated, and the phone rang. And this lady said, Betty, This is so-and-so. Do you even remember me? I probably haven't talked to you in about 25 years. And I was so down. I said, yeah, I remember you. Normally I'm like, hi, how are you? I was like, yeah, I remember you. She said, I was driving down the street, and for some reason, your name came to my mind, and I felt an urge to call you and tell you Years ago, 25 years ago, you talked to me about God. You helped me find God. You helped me start reading the Bible. I just felt led to call you today and tell you it's 25 years later, 30 years later. I'm still reading the Bible every day, Betty. You really did help me. I said, yeah. Well, I've just had somebody I tried to do the same thing for betray me. She said, then maybe that's why God had me call you, Betty, to tell you it was real. It was real, and it worked, and I'm sticking with it. How did David handle this betrayal? Now, remember, he was weeping. There's nothing wrong with crying about it, grieving over it, being sad over it. There's nothing wrong with it. But what did David do? In uh, 2 Samuel 15:31, David turned to the Lord immediately. Immediately. That's what you do. That's what I did. Go to God. Oh Lord, oh God, tell me what to do. Now David, when he had been told that Ahithophel was a counselor with Absalom, he prayed. And he said, "Lord, turn Absalom's counsel into foolishness remember he was a very wise man that's a pretty strong prayer take what he says to Absalom and turn it into foolishness he knew he could give Absalom very wise advice the next thing he did was he he recognized who was still around him who was loyal and trustworthy he just started looking around and said okay well who can I trust and he discovered it was two men, Zadok and Abathar. They were priests. And he began to talk to them and say, You've got to help me. Help me to know what to do. And then he had to recognize who would be a burden to him in all of this. And it was a, a good man. David was having to think quickly. He was having to... Uh, make decisions, figure out what needs to be done, who needs to be with me, who doesn't need to be with me, who can give me advice, who can help me another way, because his life was in danger. So who was a burden to him? Hushai, the archite. Aren't these funny names in the Bible? But when we get to heaven, we'll meet Hushai. And David said to him, If you go with me, you'll be a burden to me. But if you return to the city and you say to Absalom, I will be your servant. O king, I was your father's servant in the past, but now I'll be your servant. Then David said, then you could help me by frustrating Ahithophel's advice that he's going to give Absalom. Won't the priests, Zadok and Abathar, be there with you? Tell them anything you hear in the king's palace. Anything you hear. And God began to intervene, helping David, just like the story I've telling you about how God intervened and helped me in ways that David couldn't do anything about it. He was out running for his life, and this was meanwhile back in the palace. Ahithophel did such a wrong thing in betraying his friend, he thought, he's, he did that with my granddaughter. Now his son's going to be the king. I'm going to save my own neck and go with who I think going to be in charge, who's going to be winning. So Hushai went to Absalom, and he said, Long live the king, long live the king. And he said, Is this the love you show to your friend? Why did not you go with your friend? Which is what Absalom said to him. And Hushai said, No, the one chosen by the Lord, by these people, and by all the men of Israel. I will be his, and I will remain with him. Furthermore, whom should I serve? Shouldn't I serve the Son? I serve the Father. I'll serve you. So Absalom turned to Ahithophel, the betrayed, the betrayer, and said, Give us your advice. Absalom got very good advice from Ahithophel, very good advice. It was was a horrible thing that he told him to do, but it was wise advice for how to defeat David, and Ahithophel had jumped in and was trying to give this good advice. Pitch a tent, have sexual relations in front of everybody in that tent so they know you're sleeping with the king's wives. And then I would choose 12,000 men and set out tonight In the pursuit of David, I would attack him while he's weary and weak. I would strike him with terror, and then all the people with him would flee. And then I would strike down the king, and I'd bring all the people back to you. And the death of the man you seek would mean the return of all, and all the people would be unharmed. And that was wisdom. And the plan seemed good Absalom and all the elders, but Absalom then said, Summon Hushai, the Archite. And that was God intervening. David had no control, but God had control. He says, What do you say? What are you saying? Ahithophel's given his advice. What do we do? Give us your opinion. He says, Well, the advice Ahithophel has given you this time is not good this time. You know your father and his men. They're fighters. They fight like bears. They're wild. Your father's an experienced fighter. He won't stay with the troops. He'll hide in a cave, some other place. And he, and Absalom fell for that, fell for his advice. And they all said, well, his advice is better than Ahithophel's. And really, Ahithophel's was the right advice, the best advice. What happened? It says the Lord had determined to frustrate the good advice of Ahithophel in order to bring disaster on Absalom. He was not going to let Absalom become the king. Solomon was supposed to become the king. So what was the outcome of all of this betrayal by Ahithophel? He committed suicide. He hung himself. He knew his advice had not been followed, that he would have to suffer the consequences of David and the rebellion. And it says in verse 23 of 2 Samuel 17, when Ahithophel saw that his advice had not been followed, he saddled his donkey and he set out for his house in his hometown. He put his house in order and he hanged himself. What a sad end. Sad. And David wrote a psalm about it that we can read. You can read it when you feel betrayed because it, it will describe exactly how you felt. I read that psalm when it happened to me. I didn't know the background of Ahithophel and all of his betrayal for even a, maybe three or four years after that. But God intervened, had the lady call me. God intervened and led me to Psalms 55. And what did David say? It's not an enemy who taunts me. I could bear that. It's not my foes who have so arrogantly insulted me. I could have hidden from them. Instead, it's you, my equal, my companion, my close friend. What good fellowship we once enjoyed as we walked together to the house of God, and then he goes, Boy, let everything bad happen to them, God, for evil makes its home within them. But I will call on the Lord, and the Lord will rescue me. Morning, noon, and night, I will cry out in my distress, and the Lord hears my voice and keeps me safe. So it may not be easy to get over it, but you can get over it, and you can go on to trust people because there's many, many good people out there, and you need to trust them. You need to trust the Lord. That verse says, give your burdens to the Lord. Ask Jesus into your heart to be your Lord and Savior. Your life will change. Bye. Hello, I'm Betty Swan with Betty Swan Ministries and Pennies from Heaven. You are doing an incredible job. It is the most amazing thing. I think it's gonna die and it just keeps getting bigger. We are now over $32,000. Isn't that amazing? To God be the glory. Take your pennies, take your change, save it up, put it in Wells Fargo Bank. We have fed together people in 11 countries, over 400,000 meals. In Vietnam, you can feed for four cents. In Africa, you can feed for six cents. So together, we're doing a great thing. We're feeding the poor with what America throws away. It's just an amazing thing. Tell all your friends to help because every penny counts. We just found a seventy-six on the ground on our vacation. You can find it too. It's a great work for God. Order your copy today from the GLC Bookstore by calling the number on your screen. Please include the program number when ordering.